observe a plethora of pseudo-enlightened individuals on the internet, emitting tiny beams of light from their noses and rainbows from their ears. These self-proclaimed beings of light overlook the most revealing of the hermetic laws, the law of polarity. Everything is dual. Everything has poles. Everything has its opposite. The same and the different are identical. Opposites are the same in nature but different in degree. Extremes meet. No one is of light who does not also have shadow within them. And we all have a shadow side that we need to understand, integrate and harmonize. We do not exist if we lean towards one of the poles and increasingly we must seek the middle path. Today, we will discuss this shadow side. Are you ready? My name is Mario Portella. Welcome to the ninth episode of my podcast. I've set up the virtual shadow theater. Come and perform with me. Silence means consent. A podcast by Mario Portella. Hey there. I'm Mario Portella, the creative force behind this captivating podcast. As the author, editor, and producer, I've poured my heart and soul into crafting this audio experience you're currently immersed in. I genuinely hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed bringing it to life for you. If you're curious to learn more about me and explore my other creations, make sure to visit mportella.live. There, you'll find a treasure trove of content waiting to be discovered. Wishing you an incredible episode ahead, and I eagerly await your valuable feedback and support. Happy listening. Working on our shadow side is of vital importance, both in everyday life and in a life dedicated to the self. Increasingly, we realize that people tend to hide from others and from themselves their darker side. Throughout our lives, we learn to show society only the side it wishes to see. We shape our personalities according to the rules dictated by society, and what these rules forbid, we hide away, lock in a chest, and throw away the key. As we need to follow social rules to achieve certain goals in life, we end up creating a pattern, a facade to present to people, whether they are family members, friends, or acquaintances. That's why it becomes so complicated to work with our shadow. We cling to various behaviors and false truths we create for ourselves. It's almost as if we dress our personality in the garments distributed in education, socialization, and culture. Then we lose the essence by rejecting the parts we're not supposed to have. According to the Swiss psychiatrist and psychotherapist Carl Jung, the shadow side, also called the dark side, is that part of the unconscious that we despise, hide, or reject. Initially, it is entirely part of us, but then we are led to choose this painful path of embracing a light that is not our own and storing shadows in our unconscious. The vast majority of us are unaware of this side because habit has made a monk of us. This means that we hide our negative traits, our doubts, and our whys, not just from others but from ourselves, 
Even when these sides come to mind, we are trained to quickly annihilate them or downplay them, but they always remain stored in the remote corners of our neurology. This is the dark side of our personality. In short, it's what we would prefer not to be or what we've been taught we shouldn't be. This is why some people take it upon themselves to make others happy, but inside they live with profound sadness. Remember Robin Williams, the famous and brilliant comedian and actor who ultimately exploded in his own shadow, taking his life and revealing through a letter the abyss of sadness he was in. This is why many mechanically say they don't care about the opinions of others and allow themselves to be hurt daily within a closet of guilt full of skeletons kept by others. This is why many claim to be fitness or another trendy epithet and secretly consume the sin they so condemn in others. Sweets, meat, etc. The Projection and Birth of the Shadow The shadow is often projected onto other people since it is the easiest way to turn certain behaviors, tastes, or desires into enemies. To do this, social critics condemn and judge to ensure that the focus does not fall on themselves, and sometimes they display destructive tendencies to convince themselves that this shadow no longer resides within them. We have seen this happen countless times throughout history, for example, when the liberation of sexual taboos began and many homophobic aggressors were themselves homosexuals with a repressed shadow. Indeed, many live a life with a false air of moral superiority. They believe that, while other people act immorally, unethically and destructively, they remain virtuous and enlightened by the truth common to the group they belong to. It is undeniable that not knowing one's own shadow means having a false perception of oneself, which can lead to a life full of misfortunes, extreme circumstances, and even serious mental pathologies. On the other hand, recognizing this side means facing the interferences of the unconscious that can affect various aspects of our life and giving them a voice so they can be purged. The birth of our shadow occurred when we were children and in the early years of life we began a process of assimilating that there was something wrong with us. Whenever we received an opinion, criticism, senseless reaction or punishment, we unconsciously separated ourselves from our authentic self to ensure our emotional survival. Thus, our shadow was born and has accompanied us from that time to the present day. The shadow lurks, hides and deceives. Social stability carries the cost of wearing a mask, of learning to distance ourselves from our unique nature, our personal desires, needs and feelings. Instead, we adopt a socially accepted persona. And again, habit makes the monk. But we can identify the shadow in ourselves in certain situations where it seems we are beside ourselves. In those moments when we act excessively, illogically or automatically, it was without thinking, we say. Deepak Chopra states that the shadow does not only hold our dark characteristics or in those that society deems bad. It also includes all the positive qualities we hide. These positive qualities are often referred to as enlightened shadow. 
We don't just bury our darkness, but also some positive traits, powerful, loving and delightful aspects. We may have buried genius, competence, humor, success. Perhaps we've hidden self-confidence, charisma, organ strength. The importance of understanding the shadow. Working with our less pleasant or more suppressed side requires, above all, maturity. We must accept that we have flaws and unexplored traits before we go around accusing or criticizing other people for their attitudes, which often mirror our own. It is vital for those who genuinely seek the path of self-knowledge to engage with all their nuances. To start, it is necessary to stop, look within, and deeply analyze our personality, what we like, what we dislike, how we react to certain situations, what our instinctive attitudes are, what infuriates us and why. In short, all the behaviors we exhibit when we interact with others and with ourselves. If we do not understand why we have certain attitudes and behaviors, how could we possibly embark on the incredible journey of self-knowledge? We need to understand our behavior before reflecting on it, and here the key word is reflect. And if you haven't started meditating yet, this is an excellent time to consider this precious tool. Certainly, there are psychotherapeutic and holistic methods that I and other accredited professionals use, capable of guiding you on this path. But the day you forge your own path, the outcome is much more rewarding. You must pause to analyze whether what you're doing is good for you or if it's just to show others how you would like to be seen. Things have significantly worsened in recent years with the advent of the trend I usually call Namas Bullshit. We are bombarded with insipid and unreal phrases on social media, and the sheep of the flock begin to bleat indiscriminately, spouting poorly understood terms like Namaste, I am a being of light, kisses in the heart, always ending with grateful as an exclamation point. This trend has become the dogma of the moment, the tolerant complexity of illogical acceptance, all because humans tend to sanctify everything to control others and boost their sales volume. We can see this anywhere. There are self-proclaimed masters, gurus, teachers of nothing, and fathers of absolutely nothing, who want to appear more than others. It is the illegitimate bonfire of vanities. When you work on your shadow, you must be fully aware of this dark side to work with it and then be able to evolve spiritually. After all, for there to be light, there must also be darkness. Understanding yourself is a complicated and complex process that involves time and determination if you really want to follow a balanced path, a middle way. It's important that, on this path, no stage is skipped or faked, as gaps may appear where some connections and some understanding of what you may be searching for are missing. A Hindu principle says that you should learn to love with all your heart and accept the unpleasant side of others and yourself, since anyone can love a rose, but it takes a big heart to include the thorns. Dealing with your shadow side, a prime opportunity to analyze yourself is to observe your reaction in a given situation. For example, 
If you are in a group, how do you react if someone shares a success they've had in life? Do you feel envy, jealousy, anger? These moments are perfect for self-analysis because it's in living and practicing that you can examine yourself in light of certain events. That's why I say that a true mystic isn't one who appears calm and serene but gets easily stressed and lashes out when out of others' sight. A true mystic is someone who understands themselves, knows why they get angry, what bothers them in particular situations, and works with that feeling to know how to handle it in any circumstance. A true mystic holds both sides of the coin in their heart and knows how to use them with justice and awareness, without suppressing one side just to look good in the picture. As we become more present and alert, we begin to see how automated and cornered we are in the personalities we've created, and we can choose to take proactive steps to deal with the shadows that are holding us back and try to break free. Make no mistake, if you don't deal with those shadows, they will deal with you. This process interferes not only on the mental and emotional level, but also energetically. Dealing with the shadow is essential. The accumulation of shadow represents dense energy in our chakric and auric system, akin to allowing that energy to take residence within us. Since we do not want to use it, we keep this energy buried deep in the basement of our being, in our root chakra and throughout the basal plexus. Soon, this energy will feed an ego filled with fear, great fear, an ego incapable of reacting or prone to violent reactions when it finally explodes, and it's also an express invitation to low-frequency energies to visit us and make us their plaything. In a previous episode, I explained the energy of thoughts and how it can and should be harnessed. At the top of the list of attitudes that drain our energy, we must place obsessive thoughts. Thinking consumes energy, and we all know that. Dwelling on a problem is more exhausting than a full day of physical labor. Those who cannot master their thoughts, a common malady in Western man, become slaves to their mind, spending energy that could be transformed into concrete actions while further fueling conflicts. It is not enough to be mindful of the quantity of thoughts. One must also pay attention to their quality. Positive, ethical, and elevated thoughts can recharge energies, whereas pessimism drains energy and attracts more negativity into our lives. Another draining attitude is the tendency towards toxic emotions and the outbursts that stem from our accumulated shadow. Emotional shocks and intense anger also deplete energies, just like long-held resentments and grudges. It's no wonder many people are stuck and do not thrive. This happens when the energy that fuels pleasure, success and happiness is spent maintaining negative emotions. Fear and guilt also consume energy, and anxiety throws life off balance. Conversely, positive feelings such as friendship, love, trust, detachment, solidarity, self-esteem, joy and good humor recharge energies and empower us to pursue our projects and overcome obstacles. Many people in these situations practice a kind of escape from the present. Energies are placed where attention is focused. People tend to think that things were easier in the past. Those were the good old days, they often say. 
both the nostalgics who cling to memories of the past and those who cannot forget traumas invest their energies in the past. On the other hand, idealistic dreamers or those waiting for a better future, putting their happiness and fulfillment in it, leave little or no energy in the present. And it is only in the present that we can build our lives. Because of this accumulated shadow and these draining attitudes, we end up living other people's lives. No one lives alone, and through interpersonal relationships we evolve and fulfill ourselves, but it is essential to be aware of the limits and also mature our individuality by understanding all our nuances. This balance protects us energetically and recharges us. Those who live the lives of others, suffering their problems and interfering more than advisable, end up without the energy to build their own life. The only reward in such cases is frustration and a sense of ingratitude. Go on, live your life, because the lives of others are already taken. Lastly, another attitude born from the shadows we accumulate and that inevitably drains our energy is mental disorganization and constant unfinished projects. Disorganization affects people greatly, causing mental and emotional confusion. A functional trick when life gets chaotic is to tidy up the house, closets, drawers, wallets and documents. As we order and clean our possessions, we also bring order to our minds. It may not solve the problem, but it provides relief and clarity. Not finishing tasks is another leak of energy. Every time you see, for example, that work you didn't finish, it silently says to you, you didn't finish me. This consumes tremendous energy and tears at your motivation. Either finish it or, for your own health, get rid of it and accept that you won't complete the task. What's important is to take action and embrace reality. The development of self-awareness, discipline and determination will ensure that you don't invest in projects that won't be finished or that will only consume your time and energy. The shadow side, or simply another important part of each one of us, that when neglected can lead to severe complications and whose accumulation may cause emotional outbursts, mental and physical illnesses, and social suicides. Let's stop playing unicorns and pretending we're spiritual beings of light because the day the mask falls, we continue without truly knowing who we are. And you, are you spiritual or are you deceiving yourself? That will be the topic of the next podcast, agreed? Remember, your subscription is the fuel that keeps our journey alive. If our discussions spark something within you, let's multiply that spark. Share it with someone else. And if you're seeking a guiding light and find yourself nodding along, don't hesitate to reach out. Your questions and stories are what shape this space. Speak up, because in our community your voice is your power. In fact, silence means consent. 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 Silence means consent. A podcast.